0: Parshas Korach, I wanted to discuss a sensitive topic, the topic of great people making mistakes. Because that's really what we find in Parshas Korach, is the idea of Korach and 250 Roshes Sanhedrin, they're Anche Hashem, they're great people, and they were involved in a mistake, and it in fact costed them dearly. So we talk about great people making mistakes, so we have to realize there's a difference between what we see in our generation, which is you could have a great person and you could see a superficial flaw in them. You could see, and it doesn't mean they're not a great person. It's unfortunate, I discussed it once with one my Unfortunately, Neskat in today's generation, you can actually have somebody who even has a superficial, worked on himself their whole life, but we have Chesoronos, and it doesn't mean the person is not a great person. But when we talk about in the times of the Tanakh, when we talk about in times of the Chomish, we're not talk, we're talking about people who were greater in every possible way than anything we can imagine. And we're not talking about superficial Chesronos. When the Torah talks about the brothers of Yosef sinning or David HaMelech sinning, we're talking about something which, as the Messorah is, that it's something that if we would do such a thing, in that context, it wouldn't be considered wrong. It was only critiqued because of their greatness, they should have made a different decision. Chazal is very clear that any superficial approach to saying there was a superficial chiz, something that we would have noticed as being wrong, is an incorrect approach to the topic. And the proof, for example, somebody like Korach, that he gets 250 people to join him, he rallies up the entire kaisal, klay- so it's obviously more than petty jealousy. It's not something that everybody looked at and saw, what are you trying to do? At the same time, it's clear from Chazal that there was an element of jealousy involved in what caused him to sit down when he made a decision. Again, these, also, these, are not, these were not impulsive moves. These were long-term, this was a long premeditated decision. But Chazal took Korach as a very great person whose Sahara was able to ensnare him. Chazal bothered, how could a great person like Korach, somebody who was worthy of carrying their own kodesh, succumb to his Yetzirah in this manner and start this feud with Moshe Rabbeinu. And Chazal give two suggestions. One of them is because of the midah of kena that on some level there was a jealousy which caused him to make a flawed judgment. And the other child Chazal give is because of the fact that he saw Shmuel Hanavi was going to be coming from him. And so he said that, that he'll be saved because of him. And saw of Moshe actually points out, so why does he need to be saved because of if he's really right, you see on some level he knows that he's wrong and there's a certain Midas HaGaiva, which is behind it. We see this idea of a great person being ensnared by the Sahara. And in the context that Klai had just gone through, had gone through many Nisyonos, whether it was the ego HaZahav, or there's a few at the end of Baaloscha, and Korach had not succumbed to any of those. But at this point, Korach is now being involved in this situation and chazal tell us the very scary medrash in medrash rabba Yurchas gimel it tells us it makes a drasha from the kriya moed an Sheshem, it arshins it to the an she by the nisim and parshas nasa who inaugurated the mishkan and the torah and the medrash tells us that in fact the nisim the nisim the ones who inaugurated the mishkan with those carbonos, which are forever for posterity and symbolism of the whole future of the Jewish people, that they actually they were part of the Anshei shame. they were part of the, they were part of the group that joined Korach and were wiped out in the fire. That in fact such great people were able to become part of this situation, and not only that, there's a Marzu who tells us that it was twelve minus two. Two of them could not have been part of this story. One of them, Shumiyam and Suri Shaddai, who was the Nasi of Shimon at that time, it says it couldn't have been him. Why? Because he was actually Zimri ben Salu. At the end of the forty years, the story with Pinchas and somebody cheats with a Moabite woman and Pinchas stabbed them. That was Zimri. That Zimri was the same Shumiyam and Suri Shaddai. So if you think about what that means, it means that he was not killed out over the forty years. It means that he that he hadn't succumbed to the Moragam in the Sion. And in this situation, the other tend to see him apparently succumbed to a Yitzhara on some level, whatever, dake dak whatever fine subtle flaw that, that, that made them succumb in this situation to the Yitzhara. And on their level, they deserve such a severe punishment. But Zimri had not fallen prey to that Nision. But yet, he go, he's gone down in history, in fact, as somebody who was. Killed by Pinchas, and Pincha, and we even see the subtlety in that situation. We see that the Jewish people were upset at Pinchas. What are you doing stabbing Zimri? Who do you think you are? You see, in the Rashis and the Chumash. And at the same time, so we see that Zimri withstood in this situation. At a later point, it seems that he stumbled. And the Marzu tells us who's the other one who couldn't have been part of, who couldn't have been killed at this time was Nachshon ben Aminadav. I personally found this very traumatic. But he brings the Gra on the Seder Olam Rabbah. People can reach out to me for the Marmacham. Happy to send. Always happy when people reach out to me for Marmakomos. That the Gra points out from the Seder Olam Rabbah that Nachshon ben Aminadav was part of the Asaf Sufa Sheba Kibbo. He'd been killed earlier. He was killed as part of one of the Nesionos that the Torah mentions in Parshas Balvoscha, the People who were and they were killed and they were buried Bikivro hatava. This is right before they asked for meat, that in fact he had son the great Naqshband Aminadav, a person who's a national one of our greatest heroes in national history, in fact had gotten involved in that situation. And it seems somehow that he was able to be in some daki stick away, and as a result, he was punished. He was wiped out already in that story he didn't in this earlier period. Just the idea, I think, I think it's interesting because we know Nacho I Miram mean, Yenadav's greatness, and it's scary to think that he could have fallen prey in one of these stories, and to appreciate that Korach was also as great as these people, maybe even greater, because he seems to have been the leader. It seems like these people followed him and looked up to him. It seems like he rallied a large portion of Kaisal to his side. To appreciate appreciate the power of the Eight Sahara, appreciate how it can cause people to succumb, even if they've passed whole well, in the Eight Sahara. We have to learn, Rabbi said we have to learn from the eight Sahara. He never gives up, he never he never quits, he always keeps trying, always keeps going. I'd like to make two applications. One is when we're judging people in our world, not that we should be in the judging people business, but I think the eight Sahara gets us from both directions because I think we have to realize that a person could be a big Talmud Chacham and a tremendous Musser, not just somebody who's learned, but as my, my Rebbe used to have a line, a person who is well-versed in Talmud, that he knows Torah, but he's currently not a Talmud Chachem who's developed himself properly. You can have a real Talmud Chachem and a real Baal Moser, and such a person can make mistakes. And really, when the Gedolim tell us that people who are good people doing good things that they're making mistakes, we have to be makabel. And when they tell us that maybe the person is actually not, they don't consider him as big of a tzaddik as he looks like to us, we also have to be macabre. I think people have Yitzhahara, sometimes they say, if I care. Who are the good, why are they oh, making machlokas?" But if they feel a need to say, if they hold such a thing, if they feel, and especially if they feel a need to go public about it, I think we have to be macabre. But yes, a great person, great good people can have this, I think a fall prey to Yitzhahara. And a person who was at tzaddik, might not remain a tzaddik, because I'll tell us that he, uh, after 80 years, he succumbed to his Yitzhahara. He was, he was no longer, he no longer was a good, a great person. I think it's also true the other way. Sometimes you have a person who we might see Hasrono said, might see flaws, but the Gedolom tell us, no, this person is a great person despite those challenges. In fact, he is worthy of tremendous respect. And I think we have to also make the application to ourselves to realize that we have a Yetzirah, No matter how many times we've passed challenges, every day the Yetzirah gets up, every, always trying to fight, always trying to get us a know. And if a person not careful, they can succumb and they can fall down the slope and there's gaiva in great positions and there's Nisyonos in having power and we always have to be on guard against the power of the Yetzirah. May Hashem give us the strength and the perspective to do so. Wishing you a wonderful Shabbos.